of the classic beverage and the other beverage. This is going to be a really great show. As you yeah, can well, tell, my voice is You sound voice. awful. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. sound like you've been gargling gravel or something. Like, <laughs> did you smoke like three packs of cigarettes? <clears throat> no, I, I, uh, <clears throat> geez, went to the Mets game last night. And, oh. um, were you yelling at Jeez. Excuse me. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Get back. Get back in the group that you were in. I'm. I'm gonna cough and some shit and, and see no. if that helps. Uh, but uh, C- Crystal, you were describing the court system and how. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen. Uh, Hayden can plead his case and be like, "My dad yeah. sucks. I don't want to see this motherfucker." Like, probably not in those words, but similar. I mean, maybe. Although he's yeah. very sweet, and he won't. He won't say the bad words but yeah so i feel like in illinois it's 12 like really yeah i think in illinois it's it's 12 or 13 like it's it's definitely a lot sooner well i will be a resident at some point in the next few years do you know with child custody what age you have to be to talk to the judge as a kid isn't it like 12 or 13 David thinks it's 12 or 13. (laughs) We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. But I mean, like, I wonder if you could introduce evidence of, like, he's, of how he's treating his own kids. I can. Yeah. I've been documenting it. Oh, good. Because, yeah, it's not healthy for them to... For their father to treat them like that and he needs to get fucked yeah seriously i i don't like that for them that just sounds like a terrible you want i should mess him up <laughs> <laughs> yes david please <laughs> she said yes <laughs> i was like did anybody hear that <laughs> i heard it it was loud and clear it was at first i thought it was jesse not with that voice yeah, I was about to say that that, that sounded like smooth butter. It it it, it didn't sound like <laughs> chewing like, gravel, right? <laughs> so I don't know if this is going to get any better. I, like I feel like the answer to that is no. <laughs> it really Maybe wasn't we this talk bad. and you just make hand signals. Oh, but yeah, we can just interpret and like say. Like uh, uh, Jesse is currently holding a can of Arizona. Is that diet iced tea? No, that's the. Oh, it's the diet one. Oh, fancy! Sure. Green tea from Arizona. There we go. It's got your that antioxidants. Green tea is, is good for you. Of a diet Arizona ginseng green tea. Um, I'm Jesse from the internet uh, and Colleen are here from the internet and they're going to do most of the talking today because well you hear my voice so take it away guys <laughs> yeah I was about to say a, a it's a, a diet EPH yeah it, it, it's better than like drinking battery acid or just like yeah they're not going to sponsor us if Jesse's voice continues to sound like that Talking about Arizona tea. <laughs> so, 
We've been working really hard on that sponsorship, Jesse. I know. Totally He's going to destroy it in five minutes. Well, just like in tandem with Alabama truck nuts. Uh, which there I mean, we go. We, we have a better uh, case of uh, getting that sponsorship rather than Arizona iced tea at this point, I think. Yeah, I think we walk, work into that niche market of truck nuts. I'm sorry if you can hear the dogs. They've decided to have a WWE match as we are recording. That sounds incredible. That's I mean, that, that honestly sounds like a like a great time, Colleen. Well, it's, sometimes they're very loud. <laughs> there's two of them, and one thinks that he weighs as much as the other one. <laughs> oh, Burly, silly Burly. Yeah, <laughs> she's got like 30 pounds on him, and he's like, "No, we're the same size." <laughs> I love him. For- for all our wrestling fans out there, it would be like Wardlow versus Darby Allen. I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I have no pretty idea. Solid. What means. Pretty solid. There we go. That's a pretty solid one. Yeah. That's for our five wrestling fans. I need to get that niche market of like wrestling Twitter and baseball Twitter listening to us again. Because those are my people, I guess. I know, like, um, okay. four wrestlers. Yeah. David watches a lot of AEW, so I just absorb it through, you know, being in the general vicinity of him. Um, and Wardlow looks like somebody who would have failed a wellness check. He's like a big dude <laughs> with lots of muscle. He looks like he would have failed the wellness check. Um, and... Darby Allen is like a little skinny guy. He like paints his face black and white and rides a skateboard. Um, but it's more of a size differential <laughs> that the joke is. Um, okay, so what do we want to talk about? Oh. I, I can get you on this. The reason that I sound like this is because last night, uh, it's Thursday as we record this, last night, Wednesday, I was at the Mets game. And they were down to nothing and um, um, got a home run from Mark Viennos. Uh Then went down 5-2, two outs in the ninth inning. Home run by Francisco Alvarez. Went mm-hmm. down 7-5 uh, to five in the 10th. Pete Alonzo, three-run walk-off home run. A um, lot of screaming. And uh, in the last 48 hours in New York City, the temperature has dropped like 30 degrees. Um, mm. So it's it's that change in the allergies and all of that going on. So things have, have turned around a little bit for the Mets. They, uh, they took two out of three from the Rays, who are freaking awesome. So how are things with your all-beloved uh, Chicago White Sox? A team uh, of baseball. Not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> I feel like it just sums it up. I mean, you do have to admit it has been a little bit better than usual, but of course, too, you have to understand that the bar has been uh, in hell. It's essentially, uh, the bar has been in hell's bathroom. The bar has been so it's low. The lowest circle of hell. Uh, you know, across the river, they did. They did the manage to take the three-headed monster. They did manage to take two out of three from the Guardians uh, this past series. Uh, I was actually at last night's game uh, to the behest of 
myself. Um, I had an article due for Baseball Prospectus uh, at midnight. Uh, so uh, because uh, I self-sabotage, I decided to go to the game. <laughs> And I, I thought it would be smart to edit this article while sitting in my seat. And of course, too, the temperature was maybe in the upper 50s. Uh, so of course, too, um, if you're someone like me, your hands stop working uh, when it's mm-hmm. that cold out. Uh, so I ended up just uh, sitting with my my hands on the warmest part of my body, which is, in fact, my behind. Um, if you ever meet me in person, do not get any ideas. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, I was essentially just warming my hands uh, using my my butt. Uh, It is also the largest part of my body, by the way. Um, So so yeah, uh, things have been looking a lot better lately. I know uh, uh, Luis Robert uh, had a four run, uh, a a four game home run streak. Um, Gavin Sheets is temporarily hitting very well. I don't think he's going to sustain that production. Uh, But of course, Uh, too, uh, yeah, Jake Berger. Uh, is essentially uh, the man of the hour. I, I feel as if uh, it, Jake it Berger can do no wrong. Precisely, it has Jake been Berger can do no wrong, and we all love him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I feel like they kept him down way too long. Like he was another case of the Sox had a really good talent in AAA, and um, I, for whatever and. Like there, I don't think there's ever actually been a reason given, but they kept him down for a really long time unnecessarily. Like clearly, he was one of those players who didn't need a huge curve to get used to big league pitching. Um, uh, as opposed to some of the other, it is a challenge to keep a burger down. So that's. Uh... I, mean, I, I, I put them away, in Chicago. <laughs> right to say like I, I i put burgers away quite a bit so <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know say, buddy. It's, it's not a good season though when you're relying on someone that was not on your opening day roster to score all the runs yeah. also gavin sheets to score all the runs oh He's, gavin sheets your dad his dad wasn't a good hitter either you know larry sheets wasn't a great player so, but yeah, if you look Larry at the depth was... chart, what? Uh, Larry Sheets was like the bane of 1989 tops. Every time you open a pack, <laughs> Larry Sheets, Larry Sheets, Larry Sheets. I feel like I got him a lot in like 1990. I got a lot of Larry Sheets and like I was five and I was, I would groan. Like as a five-year-old, I knew he sucked. <laughs> It's like, oh, this guy. Ooh. That's incredible that you you already had that awareness that someone sucked ass at five years old. I I love that. And then his son was a weird kid. I know. Isn't that tragic? Ah, it's because I booed him when I was five. Mm -hmm. This karma. But if you look at the White Sox depth chart, it's, I mean, it's always been incredibly painful to look at. But like, you have Elvis is injured, Eloy's injured, Billy Hamilton's injured, and Elvis and Bill or Elvis and Eloy make up like a good chunk of the depth somehow in varying infield and outfield positions. And I'm like, guys, that's not depth. That is not a, that's not what that means. 
Colleen, do you remember like the first ever podcast that we appeared on together like a million years ago in 2019? Uh, it was yes. a Southside Sox podcast, and we were talking about the same exact thing that we're talking about now, except <laughs> the person in question was none other than Leori Garcia, where essentially yes, he but was- now they the have captain. two. <laughs> they have two. They have well, two what's people. better than they one Leori Garcia than two? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, like, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, so, and like, like Leo Garcia was released, and then like we replaced him with Hanser Alberto of all people. It's oh, just God. I mean, you get what you pay for, right? Mm. Um, it's that's why somebody. Well, that's why on Twitter somebody was like, "Oh, what is the most disappointing team, White Sox team since like the." 2019 to 2023 team. And my response was the 2012 2016 White Sox. Like, this bullshit rebuild has been going on for like 12 years at this point. <laughs> and so I was thinking about this today. So there's been the rebuild, and I'm using quotation marks very specifically because this is not a rebuild. I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's not a rebuild. Um, and it's very Jerry Reinsdorf to think that, like, the wet fart of making the 2020 playoffs and getting bounced and then getting bounced in 2021. Or, I'm sorry, yeah. 2020 playoffs getting bounced, getting bounced in 2021, both in the first round. And now, this year, they're fucking fourth in the AL Central. Like, first of all, nobody's ever going to lose the last place spot to the Royals. Like, the Royals had their one moment of glory, and now they're just in the depths of the division for the rest of their lives. But, like, Detroit is doing better than the White Sox are. That's not great, guys. <laughs> it's not great, Bob. Mm. No, it's not. <laughs> Like, I mean, when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, man. Come on. Detroit's doing better than we are? I I mean, you could pretty much just generally gesture to the rest of the league, and, you know, you, you, you will pretty much find a team that is that, that is objectively <laughs> doing better than the White Sox. Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, so much has gone absolutely wrong. Uh, and, I mean, I believe this past yeah. series against the Guardians was only the second series that they've won. Uh, all season, yep. uh, which is uh, a testament to, uh, I mean, yes, uh, that they still absolutely suck. Um, it's def- We're definitely not in the doldrums of the nine-game losing streak in which uh, I was ready to uh, defenestrate myself from uh, the nearest window. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, th- things just don't look great. And so, uh, Colleen, you mentioned uh, the 2020 yep. postseason and uh, one thing that really stuck out to me was uh, especially the elimination game in 2020 in Oakland where uh, yep. the bullpen was essentially gr- grossly mismanaged. And that was the last time we saw a pitcher that made his re-debut today uh, in Garrett Crochet. Oh, right. So, uh, so yeah. yeah it's it, it, Tommy John, didn't he? Yep. Precisely. Yeah. So in that game, uh, Garrett Crochet pitched that game and like he definitely was uh, – when when he was drafted, he was essentially going to be this fireballer, kind of like this Andrew Miller, jo- Josh Hader type, where he's just going to come out of the bullpen and just completely uh, blow dudes away with a like, well, not blow dudes, but I mean, 
that, that, that's his. <laughs> Look, that could have only helped, honestly. Hey, you know what? You know what? If that helps, then go on ahead. Um, but uh, yeah, it like, makes baseball more gay. Hitting like triple digit velocities, and then of course too, his velo right. started to dip, and everyone was like, "Oh no, he fucked his arm up!" Uh, and like, lo and behold, that's essentially what happened. So uh, that kind of opened a door to a lot of things. Where uh, yes, like Rick Renteria like is uh, completely mismanaged the bullpen that entire postseason. Yeah, uh, and then he it mismanaged ended up- the bullpen his entire career. Precisely, with- of I mean, course, even of with course. the Cubs, like he he had no idea how to manage a bullpen. Of course, and like and then, like everyone here remembers how we pretty much saw Jimmy Cordero pitch every other like <sighs> every single game in 2020. Uh, but but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Garrett Crochet uh, made his debut today, and I thought he looked pretty good. Um, I haven't looked at any of his uh, charts yet on Savant. Um, I was watching the game at work, uh, so I had to have it muted uh but i saw that he gave up no earned runs which i think is a good socks bullpen outing <laughs> yeah i yeah that's a that is a good sex bullpen outing you know i'm uh, happy that joe kelly is doing great so that all of the haters shut up so i can just appreciate his beauty and sassy attitude oh uh, that's me i yes. I, I am one of the joe kelly haters uh <laughs> I agree with yeah, you, Chris. I've kind of, I'm like on the fence. I like sometimes hate him, and sometimes I'm like, oh, he's such a delight. I mean, like I, I but, agree with you. Like, I, I, I kind of like his attitude, and I, you know, I, you know, he, he's a he's a nice looking dude. And I actually had an argument with Zach Hayes about this last night as we were walking home, where I was like, eh, Joe Kelly's kind of hot, and Zach goes, like, really. And I'm like, yeah, he's a, he's a decent looking dude. And like, I think uh, Zach thinks I'm crazy uh, even more so now. But <laughs> okay, we still love more him. so than usual. More so than usual, yeah. yes. Joe Joe Kelly is a kind of hot where you kind of you're acknowledging that there's a million red flags there. Your voice is killing me. <laughs> yeah, I was I about to, to say like, send I, you I'm, hot tea. I think uh, probably what I'm sipping on might uh, might ail you better or, or cure what ails you, Jesse. I'm sipping on a high noon tequila seltzer. Um, I, I feel as if that oh, is. Oh, are the tequila ones? They're they're decent. Yeah, they're decent. Yeah, I I, I dig them. I haven't tried the tequila ones yet. Um, big fan of the other ones, the vodka ones. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a nice little uh, beverage. It's, it's, it's a great nightcap. Um, but I, I looked up Garrett Crochet's stats from earlier today. He pitched a clean yep. inning. Um, yeah, seven yeah. pitches, actually. Uh, if we uh, look at his breakdown, all right, drum roll, please. Uh, yeah, looks like he registered a 29% CSW, a pretty decent um, fastball, uh, got a whiff. Uh, slider got one called strike. Uh, so, otherwise, uh, let's take a look at that velocity here. Um, I was going to say the velocity looks like it averaged about ninety-seven, and his slider is yeah. at eighty-five. So, that's, I think that's yeah. yeah I mean, bad. I I don't think he's I don't think he really needs to hit those triple digits anymore. And I think it's very no. a very similar situation to Kopech, where Kopech also used to be a fireballer too. Uh, and then, uh, of course, too, he kind of decided that that wasn't his true path in life, especially when he migrated from the bullpen 
uh, to the rotation. But well, otherwise, Kopech's notorious for just randomly deciding things aren't his path in life. His child's mother, for example. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Um, Well, of course, too, he's just another one of White Sox pitchers that only have, like, two viable pitches, or or maybe even one viable pitch. Uh, So, another No, yeah, he definitely only has one. But he's so pretty. He's so pretty. No, I Yeah, he's all right. He got too Jesus. That new lady in his life has ruined him. Yeah, hard pass on that shit. Mm. I have something mm. in my eye. Um, so I I just determined that my donations to the National Domestic Violence Hotline. I am on track in spending what we would normally spend at the ballpark and on season tickets with what I'm donating, which I'm like, that's a fair trade, I think. I think so, too. I, I think that's very fair. Um, yeah. I'm not spending it at the ballpark. Of, mm. oh, I'm looking at the wrong game here. I was looking at today's game. Uh, but anyway... Uh, wow. I do not know how to navigate baseball savant at all. My goodness. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, uh, the person in question that you're speaking of, essentially, I'm just looking for evidence that he sucks ass. Um, so like four walks, five strikeouts, um, a handful of hard hit balls. I, I didn't think this was the greatest outing, honestly. Um, I want to see a better ROI from him. Like they gave him all this money and they've stood by him hard. They need, he needs to fucking show up. Like they get, like they signed him, gave him money. They're like, Oh no, we're going to stand by him. Even though there's obvious evidence that, you know, he beats his girlfriends and locks them out of the house. Um, he's not good enough to just, uh, first of all, you can never justify any, violence against your significant other but also he's not good enough to justify the amount of money they gave him like right and he's like yeah, he was also looking of, right he was also like one of like the first uh like free agents signings uh, which was yeah. definitely like that tells me that like this wasn't like Han rummaging through the bargain bin. This was absolutely just incredibly de- deliberate. And so, yep. uh, so the thing about uh, the thing about Clevenger is that he, he is very, very lucky. So if you look at uh, his uh, ex FIP, I thought was really fascinating. It's a five sixty three ex FIP versus a five twelve FIP, which tells me, um, yeah, if uh, the defense isn't behind him, he actually sucks significantly worse than what his ERA implies. So, uh, yeah, uh, even though uh, you could say this for a handful of given White Sox pitchers, uh, he is just objectively not good at all. Um, no. And he's never yeah. really been that good. You know, no, like, he never he's has. never been this superstar, like future Cy Young winner, future hall of fame he's not good he's never been good i mean and he had an okay season with like 
like like the Guardians a few years ago. But the thing is, though, they're known for developing pitching, though. Mm-hmm. And they essentially yeah. just have this like ridiculously stupid lab. But of course, too, uh, they obviously found some sort of flaws with him and found it completely, uh, completely fine to trade him away to San Diego. So, well, I imagine all yeah, the, but- the COVID bullshit that he pulled. Um, Ooh, yeah, got his ass kicked back to Cleveland after they had a series here. I I think that probably factored into some of their decisions because he just does not give a fuck, and they're like, "All right, take take your money elsewhere." But yeah, I mean, his really only good season was 2018, like quality season, I should say, not good. It looks like it was about 2018. Where he threw three thousand over three thousand pitches with an ERA of three hundred two. So, yeah, like that's just the one, and then the rest of them have been, you know. He he was even better in nineteen, but he didn't throw as much. Correct. Yeah, two thousand nineteen, he threw two thousand pitches with a three eleven ERA. But yeah, that's definitely. And I think there might that might have been the start of the injuries too. Was two thousand nineteen because he hasn't exactly been severe, significantly healthy the last few years either. So again, not seeing a lot of ROI, not seeing a lot to justify giving him that much money. And usually, I'm not one who I've never really been one to complain about like the contracts people are given. Like I with Dallas Keuchel, I was like, whatever they paid him, who cares. Um, I was more concerned with the fact that he couldn't perform. Clevenger, though, because I hate him so much, I am going to care about that contract and the fact that he sucks. So, yeah, because there were tons of other pitchers they could have given that contract to. I mean, like Johnny Cueto probably would have signed for the same amount of money. Uh, he might have asked for like maybe just a little bit of a raise, uh, but. Um, yeah, Cueto was a very serviceable starter in 2022. So, I mean, yep. that was obviously just like your fifth starter is right there. He's he's right there. Just like give him the money and have it and, 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 and just be done with it. And there's also the other problem that there is no left-handed starter. Like the White Sox do not have a lefty starter. Yeah. Well, so. well I, I knew they were unserious when they let Rodon walk. So I, I yeah. feel like after that, we just knew that nothing good was going to come anymore. Mm-mm. No, I mean, and you know, I don't care about lefty righty. I think right. that it's stupid. But in terms of pitching, I think the lefty component does make a difference. In terms of batting, like subbing and lefty righty, I think it is really where I find the most bullshit. But you should have a pen and a rotation that is a mix of arms in a mix of styles and the white Sox just have like the fucking white elephant sale of everybody else's bullpen right like, right right exactly I mean, the starting rotation is just a bunch of guys who throw a fastball and maybe yep, one, one okay secondary pitch uh and like maybe like no no third pitch whatsoever um, and so, th- th- like, th- this is even, like, the closest to the closest pitcher ch- that comes perhaps closest to not being this is Lucas Giolito. So he yeah. has a great fastball. He has a great changeup. He has a slider that he throws in every now and then. It's, it's not his best pitch at all, uh, but it puts hitters away sometimes. 
But otherwise, like pretty much the whole White Sox starting rotation is are, are just these like two pitch dudes. And of course, too, I mean, like if you're not mixing it up, if you're not being creative, that's where, you know, you get hit because hitters figure you out if you're only throwing like one of two things. Well, I mean, in Boulder, coming back to Bull Durham, you know, movie in the 80s, like one of the things that Kevin Costner tells Tim Robbins' character is it doesn't matter if you have a fastball in the show, everybody can hit a fastball in the show. Like, and that is, that's how I feel towards the White Sox rotation and towards the bullpen. Like, everybody can hit a fastball, guys. You're not special. Learn some other shit. That would be great. <laughs> We honestly don't have anyone in the rotation that throws a really great curveball now that I think no. about it. Uh, like no. I, I think the last great curveball pitcher that the the White Sox had might be Dane Dunning. Mm-hmm. No, I miss him. Yeah. I do too. I miss him every day. That was yeah, really stupid. Really well. That trade was really stupid. By the way, like I love Lance Lynn. He's fun. But yeah, that trade was really fucking stupid. Why would you I get agree. rid of Dane Dunning? Just like because, a like, young pitcher, it's not like he, like, they held out to Dylan Covey for fucking ever, <laughs> right? Like, they fucking held on to him for as long as possible, and he was just never good. But Dane uh, Dunning, who actually had a today, by the way. Oh, I'm so fucking shocked. I mean, he didn't do terrible yesterday. He he, he came in re- in relief for Dustin May yesterday, and he pitched yeah like uh, uh, four innings or whatever. Um, not a terrible outing at all. I mean, he kept the Dodgers in the game, but uh, yeah, that was not enough. And uh, our our old friend got DFA'd today. Oh man! Well, I'm I mean, shocked. he just got rid of Jake Beekman, and then he does great and has a completely clean inning for the first time in his life when he's no longer on the White Sox. Is Ethan Katz the problem? I'm like, getting rid of Coop was a good move. I will die on that hill because he was just fun. I agree. But Um, yeah, Coop was antiquated and very sexist. (laughs) Yes. Um, But Katz, I'm starting to wonder if, like, we were, you know, we bought, you know, beans instead of. A milk for with him because all of the sudden he was from he was the coach that fixed Lucas Giolito and he did all this great stuff and you know he kind of got hyped up as like this great pitching coach and we're like okay cool you know he's done some good stuff with the Giants as their assistant pitching coach coach you know Harvard Westlake all of that you know Everybody loving Harvard Westlake. He did such a great job coaching there, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes to the White Sox, and all of our pitchers are broken. And I'm starting to wonder, like, was Ethan, like, was this just smoke and mirrors? Was this big, you know, magic beans, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain activity? Because if he was, like, the superstar coach that everybody said he would be, then we wouldn't be having this conversation about the fact that our, the pitching staff only is a fucking fastball. Well, at the same time, the organization is garbage from top to bottom. And the only team in the majors with the worst run differential is the Oakland A's. So they ain't hitting either. No. 
which and part of the problem with hitting is that they had Frank Medicino for so long, who was very anti like anything post two thousand and five. Like didn't use stats and in his career anti hitting. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood how he ended up as the hitting coach. That blew me away. Um but like ultimately at the end of the day, what needs to happen is the team needs to get sold. Like the thing with Chicago sports is we're kind of one of the last major markets where the teams are family owned. Like the, the Wurtzes have owned the Blackhawks forever. You know, Jerry owns both the Bulls and the White Sox. Um, and I already did the Blackhawks. Bears, like Virginia McCaskey's father basically invented the NFL. That woman's like 102 years old and they still trot her out for, you know, shit in the NFL. But at the end of the day, like when what situation. Yeah. Definitely we get a burning situation. Um, but like at the end of the day, Jerry's teams flourish when he steps back because the Bulls have done so much better now that his son Michael is in, is the CEO of the team and basically running the day-to-day shit. Like Jerry Reinsdorf got lucky because he had Michael Jordan in the nineties and he just coasted on that shit for the end of time. Like the sell the the team Jerry stuff is funny, but it's also not wrong. Like it's very he needs to sell the team because he's not going to clean house. Like, oh, it's so cute. Jerry's super loyal. He's super loyal loyal to Larusa. He doesn't want to fire Kenny Williams. That shit's not cute anymore. When the team with the worst run differential is the fucking Oakland A's. When we know that other teams treat are treated like money laundering schemes. I'm looking at you, Pittsburgh. But it was Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. God. I love Cincinnati, but they make me sad. But so, and those, their fans had hated that ownership for a long time. Like, this isn't new territory for them. Those fans fucking hate that front office. And that's where Sox fans have finally gotten to. They've finally gotten to where they're not defending Rick Hahn and his bullshit anymore. Like, nobody can disagree that this team has fucking problems and they're starting at the top. Like, they need to clean house top down, sell the team, put someone else in charge. I don't really fucking care, Jerry. Just retire. But something needs to happen. And it can't be just at the player level. It's got to be at a higher level than that. How nice would it be if the White Sox were like publicly owned? Like that would. I mean, I'm, I'm like not talking Dodgers? about like. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm not talking about publicly owned like you know, pretty much every night at the stadium where uh, essentially uh, like we're losing like ten to one. I'm talking about like, what if we had some sort <laughs> of like just situation where we could just like invest. And like own the team ourselves, like like yeah. like we like Let's start that, that fundraiser. Be... Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, like, s- I, I I would love to be an investor. Um, yes, call me Jerry. <laughs> My husband worked on your son's car. Give me a call. <laughs> he did when David, was, when David was at like Lincoln Park Toyota. <laughs> it, if we were minority owners, it would just just be like, uh, yeah, I've, essentially, I've been giving this organization money like pretty much my entire 
adult life. And I think it's yep. about time that I finally see the fruits of everything that I have been investing actually uh, materialize yep. in the form of uh, wins, um, say, uh, no. players, uh, no. like players that I actually <laughs> like. No? No. no, no, what the fuck? You get do you get plastic nacho helmets. That's it. Can someone nacho helmets? Lots of nacho helmets. Oh, can I, somebody I mean, reach like, out to Uncle Steve about buying the team? What's what's <laughs> what's Uncle Steve doing? Apparently supporting Chris Christie in a run for the presidency. Oh, gross! Oh. Uh, I always forget uh, he's a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. he's a billionaire. Them. Billionaires yeah. are. There, there's some. Sh- there was some shit with his um, his company too. I think with the SEC. Not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but he's the still reason, a billionaire. Yeah, but he well, likes to spend money on his sports team. And Jerry wanted to block him from buying the Mets because he would spend too much money. Like that kills I remember me. That. That's that's shady as hell. What's wrong with you, dumbass? I, I think it's hilarious that Jerry is actually telling someone else how to spend his money. It's just, well, Jerry doesn't spend his money. No, he works it like a fucking dragon. Exactly. Just like, wor- wor- worry about yourself, motherfucker. It's just, you've got yeah. your own problems. Like, stay out of Steve's business. You got more than 99 if problems, want, buddy. <laughs> if, if you want to save money... Um, one thing that you could do is cater your wedding with chilies, which is what happened in a a viral story that um, I will link to in the show notes. Uh, but rather than explain it all, I will just set us up on our draft, which is um, we will each select five items from chain restaurant menus Uh-oh. for catering a wedding. It's that simple. Do they have to be from the um, same restaurants? No. Um, I am going to point at the person who will get the first pick, and that will be... Wait, give Colleen. us a minute to get the menus up. Oh, shit. <laughs> are we, are, are we kind of like doing a draft? Or are we, are yeah. we drafting? Uh, oh, hell yeah. A five-piece menu. Uh, a five-item five menu to cater your wedding. Oh, hell yeah. All right. I'm on the clock. You know what? I'm going to go with the Applebee's Crispy Cheese Bites, where they are not actually mozzarella sticks. It sounds like it's just cheese curd, fried cheese curds, and I love that idea. So I'm going with those Crispy Cheese Bites. Mm, I love that for you. I do too. My my stomach may have different ideas, but I love that for me. <laughs> ah, just like pop a lactate, you'll 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 be fine. Yep. <laughs> Colleen is on the board with Applebee's crispy cheese bites. Uh, next pick will be Janice. All right, uh, I am picking uh, the Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme. I, I am just picking. I, I am just envisioning a, a giant tray full of Crunchwrap Supremes, and uh, my hypothetical wedding is already lit as fuck. So there you go. <laughs> that, that, that is my- open bar and Crunchwrap Supremes. I'm going to that wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janice, I, I mean Crystal, uh, you you will have two picks. Uh, You'll you'll pick 
then I'll, I will get to go because uh, I will throw this. Uh, throw up. Okay. My, yeah. My first pick is Olive Garden breadsticks. Ooh. Yum. Yes. Good yeah. One. And I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't eat a lot of chain places. Although, you know, know. TGI Fridays has really super great potato skins. So I'm going to go with TGI Fridays potato skins and Olive Garden breadsticks. Yum. It's a carb-heavy start. That's how I like uh, it. I like where you're going with that. Uh, Janice, back to you for your second pick. My second pick is none other than Panda Express uh, orange chicken. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. I, I I am not the biggest fan of Chinese American food, but like the, I, I I love a good orange chicken. I I think Panda Express yeah. just does a fantastic job with it. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right, uh, Colleen, uh, your second pick. I am going to go with the those um, potato twists from TGI Fridays, where they're basically just like a giant spiral potato with cheese and salsa and mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff on them. My so wedding doesn't have a Fridays. TGI Fridays with two potato items off the board in the first six picks. Um, I am going to make my first two picks here um, at the end of round two. Uh, now that each of you guys have gotten to pick, I'm going to go uh, small fries from McDonald's as a past app. Yes. yes. Flat paper sleeve. Can't go wrong. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. Um, second, I am going to uh, stay in the land of uh, plastic, um, you know, shaken down. Uh, Wendy's nuggets. But they need to be the spicy Mm. nuggets. It's got to be the spicy ones. Uh, Yes. Primo, spicy chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So we start round three with Colleen. All right. So in a hat tip, to the fact that after David and I eloped, we went to Joe's Crab Shack for lunch. I'm going to go with their crab and shrimp dip. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. There's not a Joe's Crab Shack around anymore, around Chicago anymore, tragically. But delicious all the same. <laughs> Strong choice. Uh, Janice, you have Crunchwrap Supreme and Orange Chicken so far. All right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've got the diversity going here. I'm going to need to uh, reach out. I need to be more global here. Uh, so I think I'm going to uh, think about dessert for a little bit. So uh, I will uh, uh, pick uh, Tim Bits from Tim Hortons. Ooh, Yeah. They're so Tim good. Hortons. Yeah, that is a my kingdom for some Tim Hortons. International. <laughs> well, Canada is still part of the Commonwealth, so uh, can take take that up with Charles. I will say the one thing I noticed about London when we were there is 
there's not a huge amount of chain restaurants, but there's a lot of, or there's not a lot of like American fast food restaurants, I should say, but there is one that fully dominates that market. And I bet you guys can guess what it is. Pizza Hut. No, we did see one Pizza Hut though. And I was like, oh, I went to a Pizza Hut when I was there in seventh grade. Ooh. Ugh. No, it was McDonald's. Burger King. Were lo- no, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think Burger King's allowed right now with Charles in charge mm-hmm. because everyone's referring to him as the Burger King. Of our days and our nights, Charles in charge. <laughs> uh well, yes. Oh, Crystal, what do you want? Uh, you're in charge right now of uh, of your wedding menu. Well, this is funny um, because this was something I did get at my wedding because we had it catered by Gino's East and they have the best spinach artichoke dip I've ever found. So spinach artichoke dip dip from Gino's East. It is a chain. There are several in Chicago. Fair. And uh, it's back to you again to start round four. Oh, shit, it is. Um, (laughs) Man, I feel like we don't have any wings, and that's like an essential app. Um, True. And of all the wings I've had, surprisingly, I like Red Red Robins the most. They're boneless, (laughs) so really they're just chicken tenders, but Red Robin. They're, they're actually pretty good. They like serve them on like a basket of chips, and then they sprinkle blue cheese on top. Um, surprisingly, really good. So, yeah, boneless wings from Red Robin. Good choice. You have to check. I've never been to a Red Robin. Now that I think about it, it's actually a good chain. Like I usually hate chains. Red Robin is actually. Yeah, pretty decent. They've got some good. They've got some decent burgers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I do that I every time that. we go past a Red Robin, and David's like, "You shut the fuck <laughs> up." <laughs> uh, all right, Janice, uh, you have Crunchwrap Supreme, Orange Chicken, Timbits, and. I think I need to round this menu out. Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, at any Chicago wedding, you need to have pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but because uh, at my hypothetical wedding, uh, people from all over the country would fly out. So I'm going to push the deep dish and even the tavern style off to the side. And I will employ uh, pizza from Costco because uh, it's economical. Yeah. Types and everyone loves Costco pizza, and it's also cheap as hell. So there you go. Welcome yes. to welcome to my team, Costco pizza. Oh my god, that Costco pizza is fucking dope. <laughs> it's it's good as anything in the city. Absolutely, yeah. We're we're, we're very mm-hmm. global at this point. Yep. All right, uh, Colleen, you are sitting on. Uh, well, you're not sitting on. You've got a. Uh, wedding catering trays full of uh, crispy cheese bites, potato twist, and uh, crab dip. 
Kraven shrimp dip. So, does Giordano's count as a chain? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Are they, they all? I was going to say, are they outside of Chicago? Or is it just here? They are. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Excellent. pretty sure there's one in Phoenix, too. Like, like, like Phoenix has like pretty much every Chicago chain. So. We have in That's down true, in because Indiana. Arizona. Arizona does have the highest rate of Chicago transplants. Yeah, they do. Also, we have Giordano's and Luminati's down in Indy now. So, and Pertillo's. Luminati's. I know. Um, so, I am going to do from Giordano's. They have the best bruschetta for a chain restaurant. They've got like nice garlicky bread that goes with it and a magic mix of bruschetta topping. So I'm going to go with that one. That's that's good. You've got a good balance going there. Um, <laughs> I've got so far with the fries and the, the McDonald's fries, the Wendy's nuggets. Um, I feel like I need to do something about that. Um, and while I do, I'm going to, I'm just going to go for my sweet dessert thing here, which is the um, Pizzeria Uno uh, has a, Basically, it's it's a make-your-own-sundae that is on their kids' menu. And all it is is a big old cup of ice cream, and it comes with uh, cups of M&Ms and um, sprinkles, and then there's fudge. And you can't – it's a very basic thing, but it's simple. It's, it's nice in a soda class, so it, it goes well at the wedding cocktail hour sort of thing or even as a dessert at the wedding. Uh, Pizzeria Uno, kids' menu uh, – build your own Sunday. That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is a lot of fun. I can just imagine a, like a little build your own Sunday bar at a wedding and mm-hmm. just someone just like, like balls to the wall drunk going up there and just like completely just spooning an entire thing of sprinkles into their mouth. That's <laughs> fantastic. I, I love that idea, Jesse. That's great. Are you talking uh, about you? Awesome. You would be that drunk person. Spooning sprinkles into their uh, mouth. I, I, I will not confirm nor deny that. <laughs> so yes. So yes. yes. That, sounds, that sounds like a yes. <laughs> um, and and then I had this one on Twitter earlier, and I I gotta say it because it's it's on my heart. Uh, from the chilies, freaking Southwestern egg rolls, man. Ooh, yes, solid. Yes. The one by me does not have does not make good southwestern egg rolls, but like any other chilies I've been to does. Maybe the one by me is How broken. Do you fuck that up? Maybe. I don't, know. I don't know what they do, but it's they're just not as good as I've had at other ones. Now I want them. <laughs> Well, you have uh, you have a chance now at the start of round five with your last menu item to grab whatever it is that you want. I, you know what? I'm going to keep a little something for my vegetarian friends. And I'm going to go with that cactus blossom onion thing from Texas Roadhouse. Nice. Blo- blooming on the onion, whatever people call it. For my vegetarian cool. friends out there. 
the Outback Steakhouse is the Blue Banani. Yeah, it's basically the same thing, just with different names. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure Texas, Chili's Texas, too. Texas, yeah. version of Blue Banani. Yep. Okay. Uh, Janice, you've got uh, Crunchwrap Supreme, Orange Chicken, Timbits, and Costco Pizza. Are we going to round out this round the world adventure? Ooh. I am honestly tempted to do a second dessert at this point because I know, like, you know, donuts are neither here, like, true nor there for some So I think I will, uh, I will choose a, a Culver's frozen custard, that that is going to be my, my, my final pick uh, for the round. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Solid venue. <laughs> Solid man. Uh, Crystal, you've got uh, Olive Garden breadsticks, TGI Fridays, potato skins, Spanish artichoke dip from Chino's East, and Red Robin homeless wings. Okay, I'm going to go out with a bang and say White Castle sliders. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're getting drunk at Crystal's wedding. <laughs> I'll spring for the nice porta potties. Say, or, or maybe we're, we're getting drunk the night before Crystal's wedding, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. going to the wedding and uh, having the sliders absorb the alcohol. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, my um, funny white castle slider story. I worked at a restaurant in college, um, and for the Christmas party, they would close down the restaurant, and everyone would get shit faced for free. And the owner would bring in like crave cases of White Castle, which was great because, you know, everyone was shit faced. However, if you did have to go into work the next day, you had old White Castles to clean up, which lukewarm next day White Castles didn't sound that appealing. Yeah. Mm. yeah I don't think a microwave could save those either. No. Well, and especially the fact that the place reeks of booze. So, it's a uh, we had somebody who would always bring in White Castles for the Super Bowl at the newspaper. Big old Crave case. Uh, it's the one time a year that we all were like, yep, we're going to do this. Um, I think that's what we did for the Super Bowl this year, honestly. Because why not? All right. I. I still have my last pick here, and um, having gotten just absolutely sniped at the buzzer here on the White Castle sliders, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to to regroup and uh, and take things in a different direction, and um, I, I'm going to go with um, something that maybe maybe the main. Um, I think this is something maybe. Each person is going to get their own. Uh, this this will be your main course. Um, I've never actually had this, and I think that the wedding is the perfect time to to do that to open yourself to new opportunities to to bring things together. Um, is it pizza? Is it a calzone? It is the Pizza Hut Pizzone uh, that is uh, coming to this wedding. Oh my I'm heart! <laughs> Pack some there. Yeah, I gotta pack some Zantac for that. 
Uh, All right, so I have closed it out with uh, McDonald's fries, Wendy's spicy nuggets, Pizzeria Uno, Kids Menu, Build Your Own Sunday, Chili's Southwestern Egg Rolls, and the Pizza Hut Pizzone. Yum. Um, I I think personally for me, um, I got to give it to Crystal for just um, the the sliders. Um, that was the, the coup de grace after the, the boneless wings, the artichoke dip, potato skins, breadsticks. Um, no slight to Janice and Colleen, but you guys did not um, personally steal anything off of my board. Um, so I, I got to, I, I, you know, who, who do you think? Um, I don't know. Sound off in the comments. Why am I still talking? I don't know. You guys are here. <laughs> I think, like, like I, I would absolutely attend all of our weddings. I mean, like, I, I, I hope I would attend my own. But of course, I mean, I like, hope you would attend your own too. <laughs> does Does anybody Does anyone remember the show? I think it was like on TLC, and it was called Four Weddings, and it was like yeah! four different brides, and they all had to attend each other's weddings and like judge. Yeah. Who had the best wedding, and the person that won got like this lavish honeymoon. Oh my um, god! Yeah. I feel like this is just turning into an episode of four weddings of where that. one of us wins a lavish honeymoon based yeah, on their sister, food choice. My sister liked to watch that show, and um, she was in the hospital a few years ago, and so I was saying I was sitting with her in the hospital. It was like a Saturday. And so she watched like a marathon of that. And the one thing that I really noticed is that nobody liked the ethnic weddings. Like somebody complained about, yeah, somebody complained about an Indian wedding being so long. I was like, are you kidding me? Indian weddings are fucking dope. Precisely. Like, like have you ever been to a Catholic wedding? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's not and exactly a fun fest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, it's so long. There's a big gap in between. I'm like, there's a fucking bar. Go to the bar and get some drinks. Like that's what everybody does between can the mass and the wedding. Drink and can we dance? That's all I want at the wedding. Um, <laughs> sure, the food will be fine. You can yep. have chilies. You can have whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy. Because um, <laughs> it's all going to taste good. Because you're happy being there. And um, yeah, like you'll eat foods at a wedding that you don't even like because it's just like Ooh, that seems neat. Nom 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 nom. So I'm, I'm all for I it. I hate wedding food. Ugh. Wedding food. Ick. Uh, our, our, our weddings, though, our hypothetical weddings sound pretty lit, though. I'm not going to lie. I would go to any of these and um, <laughs> and be, be a happy camper. So There we go. That's, Janice, uh, now you have to have yeah. all of those things at your wedding. Well, I, I did text uh, my my team uh, to my boyfriend, so we'll we'll, we'll see what he says about it. Um, I, I honestly yeah. thought I did pretty well. Hopefully, he thinks this the same as well. I All personally right. think he would totally like be on board with the orange chicken. Like he's definitely a huge yeah. orange chicken fan. I feel like he's going to be on board no matter what. Like he strikes me as one of those guys who because he's so easygoing. That, like, when it came to planning a wedding, he would just be like, you know what? Whatever you want to do is fine. Just let me have, like, you know, the suit that I liked or wear funky shoes or, you know, 
and this like, beer. You know, he just strikes me as like he's so laid back, but it would just be like, can I just have this one thing for me? And that would be it, for her. and he would be done. Yeah, it's whatever you want, babe. That, yep. that is essentially what he would say. Like whatever. Yeah. Me is the correct one. Um, See, I tried that and it didn't work. That's why we eloped. <laughs> you, you just gotta have like, yeah, you have your one thing and um, or, or a couple things like show. For one thing, you know, you're displaying that you are interested in the process, but um, somebody else should be worrying about that. And if it's your partner uh, who wants to be that person and who has always had dreams of this thing, great for them. If not, there is an entire industry built up around this where you can tell a certain person who does this for a living, I have three things that I want for my wedding. And my partner has three things that they want. And can you please just fill in the rest of the details for us? Um, here is our budget. Um, this is what we want to do. And um, there is no shame in, in any of that. And there is no shame or honor either way. Do what is right for you because um, you only get to do it one time that um, anybody's going to give a shit about. I'm not saying you can only get married one time. I'm just saying, like, I've been to Everyone's a gonna second judge wedding. you if you do more than one. You're a hussy. If you, blow, if you have a blowout for your second wedding, we're going to judge you. If you want it, it's cool, but, like, there's always going to be, like, the people who are there that are, like, I can't believe they're doing this for his second wedding. Or for her second wedding. Yeah. Literally my mom. That is my mom. It's the same if you have another baby, too. Like, if you try to have a big baby shower with your second child, you get judged. Even if it's a different gender. The baby sprinkle. It's judging people. My goodness. So, and maybe you consider that into whether, whether it truly makes you happy. Um, to know how you will be perceived. Um, those are interesting things that you can take um, to your own therapist's office because our time for today uh, is pretty much up, I think. My voice is the best that it has been this entire fucking episode. I can't fucking believe this. I, I, I think it's because like yeah, we gave you your, your respite and like you're, you're, you, you definitely sound a lot more healed, Jesse. Like, like, like you definitely sound as if like your voice is like, like, like finally coming back to you. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll start this over from the top. Um, <laughs> are we talking no, about the man, White I gotta Sox? Go to yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we will, uh, we will see y'all next time. And, uh, Anybody else? Janice, Colleen, Crystal, anything else we should know about? Talk about? Uh, about? Uh, my boyfriend did respond to my list. He said, uh, he, he said mine would be wildly different, but I fuck with the list. Um, so he, he, he picked like, the, the fact that he like did a quick draft. Like he also okay. picked, <laughs> he picked Culver's Butter Burgers, uh, Portillo's Hot Dogs, uh, McDonald's fries, but I, I didn't have the heart to tell him that the fries were off the board. Um, yeah, uh, McDonald's fountain drinks, <laughs> and then he said Costco frozen custard. So uh, I don't Costco know. I, 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 
Um, I didn't know I, that. I think they they used to. They used to. Uh, so yeah. I, I I think he's uh, might he might be Mandela affecting this at this point. But uh, they also got <laughs> hot dogs that are real good. Mm. Yep. Don't sleep on the Costco hot dogs. Indeed, the Costco hot dogs are pretty great. Dollar fifty best deal. <laughs> It's all right, so we'll meet all of us at the Costco food court, and uh, we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.